You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest and Reynolds and Client Appraisal. And right now, I am your daily host of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Yeah, we've got a good one today because I'm going to kind of summarize a lot of what's happened, where we are, and where I think we are headed. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read some good news. And this is from Dave Ramsey's site. And these are some points that I think are super important because you can focus on the bad all day long, but you got to find some good out there. So let's roll into it. So China has closed all 16 temporary coronavirus hospitals in Wuhan. China is basically back to normal. They've basically put everybody back to work and they are moving on with their lives. And it wasn't so long ago we saw in the media that they were just totally basically shut down, kind of like we are just about Doctors in India have successfully treated an Italian COVID-19 patient. The combination of drugs was there's five different drugs. So that's some success there. A team of 10 scientific researchers from the medical center in Rotterdam um, say they are the first in the world to discover an antibody capable of fending off an infection by COVID-19. So the discovery could lead to antiviral medication. A 103-year-old Chinese grandmother has made a full recovery from COVID-19 after being treated for six days in Wuhan, China. That's pretty impressive. It's impressive just to be alive at 103 years old, but to get the, the virus and survive, that's, that's really cool. Um, Apple has reopened all 42 of its retail stores in China. So it is business as usual back in China. And that's only two and a half months in. So that's something I'm going to talk about a lot today. Cleveland, a Cleveland Clinic has developed a COVID-19 test that gives results in hours, not days. Good news from South Korea, where the number of new cases, new cases are declining substantially in South Korea. A lot of good news coming out of South Korea that um, things are the curve is basically slowing down for them and they are kind of right behind China in things going back to normal. One of the reasons Italy was hit so hard um, was because they have the oldest population in Europe, second only to Japan. So unfortunately, the elderly are some of the big losses with this virus, but we've kind of known that all along. But I think now it's becoming, as we're looking at the statistics, it's becoming more evident why Italy had such a massive outbreak and why it was so deadly. And a lot of it had to do with that elderly population. All right, multiple potential COVID-19 vaccines are currently developing and testing with at least three in the US. So we are working on it. It's just going to take some time. The first three people to test positive for COVID-19 in the state of Maryland have recovered and are able to resume their normal lives. All right, cool. A team of Canadian scientists has successfully isolated and grown copies of the coronavirus, bringing the world a step closer to finding a vaccine. That was in the New York Post. So it has to be true, right? A San Diego biotech company is developing a COVID-19 vaccine in collaboration with Duke University and the National University of Singapore. The first person to test positive for COVID-19 in Oklahoma has recovered. My parents live in Oklahoma, and I hope they are doing well. I talked to them yesterday, and they were out for a walk. They were socially distancing themselves outside, but not really talking to people. Um, This individual has had two negative tests, which is the indicator of recovery. So that is the good news. So you can focus all day long on the nonsense going on back here, and I'm more of a 
business guy since I own two businesses. And so I focus on that versus the whole medical side of things. But I'm going to spend some time kind of going through what the impact of this is to the economy, because that is going to be the next focus. That's going to be how the narrative of this story changes. And we're shooting this on Friday. And by Monday, the narrative will have changed wildly. And what you're going to see is you're going to see the focus on America being out of work. You're going to go from having the news stories be the ambulance pulling up to the nursing home or the bodies leaving the the nursing home, going to a hospital, whatever it is, kind of the ambulance chaser footage. You're going to see that going to the American worker who is out of a job and doesn't know how he's going to pay his bills because that is the next big news story and that is the way this is going to go. The first uh, kind of article that I've paid a lot of attention to is one from CNN, and that is Goldman Sachs predicts 2.25 million Americans filed the initial unemployment claims this week. And to put put that in perspective, the highest um, number of people who filed for unemployment during the economic downturn, I think was 800,000 in a month. And we are somewhere around 281,000 filed for their first week of employment this past week. And that was a 33% jump over the week. But those numbers are just literally going to go through the roof. So many people have kind of, I think, put off, well, should I file unemployment? We don't really know how this is going to go with a lot of states kind of basically doing a more extensive isolation, hey, stay home, only critical jobs necessary to help out the public. Only those people are going to work. We're in a basic economic shutdown here. So the prediction is the report that will come out next week will show 2.25 million people in America filing for unemployment benefits. This is eight times the number of people who filed the previous week and the highest level on record. The week after that, employment figures come out weekly. The week after that, it is going to be so high uh, that that's going to be the only focus that we're going to look at. It's not going to be the people dying. It's not going to be those numbers. We're going to have a massive shift to, oh my gosh, America is unemployed. And we know that, but it's going to take a little bit for these numbers to come through. Now, some of the things that I'm reading is that the federal government is basically telling the state government agencies to only do generalities. Let's not talk about the specifics because the, the, the specific numbers of unemployment are going to be too brutal to even bring up. So there's been a federal mandate that, hey, let's keep it light. Let's keep it kind of in generalities of how many people you're seeing. But we're basically going to bury the number of unemployment uh, numbers until we can get a little bit further down the road with leveling out the curve of the virus. So we need some more time with the social isolation to get the curve under control. That's the general theory right now. The UK doesn't believe that. They're just kind of, hey, let this virus rip. It's going to do its thing like it has to mankind over time. We'll deal with it as best we can. But the faster we get this over with, the faster we can go back to normal life. We're playing that balancing act of trying to keep keep people home, develop the virus um, antidotes, develop a vaccine. And at the same time, we're going to be freaking out about America not being at work. And so the pressure on our government to put people back to work is going to become super severe. And it's going to become super severe here really shortly. Some of the things that we're seeing on a daily basis is the federal 
government has, the, the Federal Reserve has committed to spending a trillion dollars a day on the repo market. And I'm not really going to get into that, but the government is basically, they are spending as much money as they can to try and prop up the economy. It's going to be tough to do when, when people aren't working and jobs and businesses are not going, but they're kind of using every tool they can to minimize the damage of basically a national shutdown. Um, I started to write down the numbers, the, the billions of dollars that are being spent on a weekly basis by the Fed uh, buying back mortgage-backed securities. But it's changing so rapidly that I can't keep track. It's in the billions. On the daily, billions are being spent to try and prop this economy up. And you're not going to be able to do that with America not at work. Um, so some of the other things... The upcoming job losses will be anything unlike the U.S. has ever seen. Well, that's, and that's because you've basically wiped out every worker that, that, that um, you know, who can't telecommute. And that's a huge percent of the population, whether that's 20%, maybe that's 25%. I think it's, I've been saying 20, but 25% doesn't seem unreasonable to me because there's only so many people that can telecommute. There's so only so much industry where you can take your computer, take your laptop, and work from home. But, um, and, and I think the levels of people telecommuting from home, the, the work output is drastically lower because everybody's freaking out, how is this thing going to go? And I think you're going to see some, a big change in the narrative here shortly. The focus is going to be away from the actual virus itself, and it's going to be towards how are we going to deal with this on a longer-term basis and what pressures will there be for people to go back to work? So um, on the upcoming job losses, the coronavirus is likely to result in layoffs on a scale that the U.S. has never seen before. Well, we kind of know that. We just haven't heard much about it because uh, we don't have the numbers yet. We don't have the data to, uh, to back up anything. We don't have any data. Economists expect April to be the first reporting month when the damage starts to show up. Yeah, that makes sense, because we are now March 20th. We've only got 10 days left in the month or 11 days, whatever it is. My calendar, yeah, it looks like it goes to the 31st. Um, forecasts for that month for unemployment range from 500,000 to 5 million. That is a massive range for an estimation. That means we really don't know how many people are going to call in for unemployment. We have no idea. We have no idea how this has really impacted things because people have been, businesses are kind of at their own discretion of, well, do we have employees come in? Do we stay open for business? We're kind of, a lot of small businesses are in that um, category. Big businesses, um, they can figure out their own policy because they've got a lot of corporate. But a lot of America is run by small businesses. And that's a couple of the businesses I run, real estate appraisal and real estate brokerage. And we have been open for business throughout this whole thing. We've been set up uh, to, to work remotely since 2011. So this is nothing new for us. It's just this environment is crazy. we got to work with the general public dealing with homes and you got to meet people makes people uncomfortable. So it's, it's having an impact on everybody. Um, again, the worst month during the financial crisis and during 2008, 2009, 2007, during the, the worst month during the financial crisis saw non-farm payrolls decrease by 800,000. So what we are looking at is probably way worse than the unemployment rate um, than in the financial crisis. 
Weekly jobless claims, and I mentioned this just a little bit earlier, weekly jobless claims numbers to be expected so bad that the White House has reported state officials to delay releasing precise accounts. Don't give us an actual number. Kind of give us some broad generalities. And I wonder what that conversation looks like. I wonder if they say, all right, if it's really bad, say it's really bad. If it's bad, just say it's bad. If it's okay or average, say it's that's not that much. Or, you know, if, if it's decent, how are they going to have that conversation? Um, when the damage the coronavirus inflicts on the U.S. jobs market becomes clearer, it could be unlike anything the country has ever seen. Judging by numerous forecasts from economists, the avalanche of furloughs will easily break the record for most in a single month. Upcoming weekly jobless claims will shatter the standard set even during the worst points of the financial crisis and the early 1980s recession, with Bank of America forecasting a total of $3 million uh, when the number is released Thursday. So those are some crazy numbers. Those figures are expected to be so bad, in fact, again, that the Trump administration, according to several media reports, has asked state officials to delay releasing pre precise accounts. While the headline unemployment rate is highly unlikely to approach the 24.9% or 25% during the Great Depression, it could very well be the highest in almost 40 years, something unthinkable for a jobs market that's been on fire since as recently as February. But you know, a pandemic comes along, creates a lot of havoc. That's what we're dealing with. And the last thing I'm going to say on this is... Job losses will be counted not in the thousands or even hundreds of thousands, but rather in the millions. That's how many people are going to be unemployed. All right. So that is enough of bad news on the job economy. So what I think happens is that the Trump administration will... They're going to try and keep people away from social gatherings. They're going to try and extend this out as long as they can. Um, but there's going to be some real pressure for them to start looking at the results of the social distancing. And if there is any small morsel of information that points to social distancing is taking its um, is working the way it should be, then they're going to absolutely magnify that. And that is going to be all over the news. That is going to be the big focal point of, hey, this is working. Things are getting better because we need a shift to the better. So the media is going to start portraying, and this is going to be a big, big push from the current administration, any little thing that is working. All right, we've got a vaccine. It's working. We've had test trials that are working. Uh, we've got people recovering. There's fewer cases. All of that stuff is going to start to get pushed out in the media. And then there's going to be the inevitable, you know, I've been out of work for two weeks. I can't afford my mortgage. Nobody's helping me. We're going to have that news story start to hit because there's only so many news stories you can do on the COVID-19. That the American public is going to get tired of seeing that in their, their media feed. We're going to move on to something else. And that is, when are we going to put Americans back to work? There's going to be a massive push on that. And from what we've seen with other countries, especially China, they're basically already back to normal. And that's, that's the place where we had the biggest outbreak of this. So is this a case where the virus just basically keeps doing its thing and it becomes uh, kind of second 
it becomes just basically ignored by the media. That's what I think will happen. It'll be a case where we got to get America back to work because you can't go with unemployment like this forever. I mean, you can, but you're just making the problem bigger. And is the social distancing working? Well, if there's any cases of it working and, sh and businesses being shut down for a certain amount of time and people not, uh, you know, further exposing themselves and others and getting people infected, if that's working at all, then you're going to hear about it. And Trump will eventually take credit for saving the world from the coronavirus, guaranteed, because that's kind of just, that's how he likes to run his narrative. And I strongly believe that is the case in in what's happening. He's already on, on the daily, and I point back here to the TV, he is, all, he is on the daily doing an update, and you're going to start to see in his updates pointing to the positive, because he's got a spin the, the way that we're going to transition into this. So look for a big change of the narrative to why we should be putting everybody back to work and why we should be going back to normal. And I think that happens way sooner. I think that happens within the next two weeks. Could be sooner than that. Um, I'm a little bit alone on this, or I'm definitely in the minority on this prediction. But that's how this stuff always goes. It's always this, you have a 100 guys on, on TV talking about, well, if we follow this modeling, which is the worst case scenario, half the world's population will die. Yeah, but it never follows those predictions, does it? Those are always just worst case scenario. And for China to be basically be going back to normal, I don't know. I don't think we're that far behind that either. We're in the heart of the shutdown. And is it going to take a little bit of time to get through that? Yep. But the, the pressure to have things kind of come go back to normal is going to be enormous. And President Trump is a numbers guy. He is not going to sit there and look at these unemployment numbers and go, yeah, that's going to be good for my reelection. Let's just keep this going. Let's keep everybody socially isolated for a while. He's going to be like, when can we put these guys back to work? Because everybody wants to go back to work. It's not like people don't want to work right now. Everybody would love to be working who can't. And for those of us who can work, it, you know, hey, we're super thankful. And that's why I'm doing the daily podcast is to try and get information out from my opinion. This is my podcast. This is what I think. Um, and that's that's where I think this will go. So come Monday, expect to see a different set of news stories. And that's my strong belief. And the beauty of this is, is if you're watching this on YouTube, you can put in the comments that if you don't agree with things I'm saying, if you just think I'm way out to lunch, go ahead and put in the comments, hey, Sean, I think you're wildly wrong. And here's why. Because that's all I am doing is taking my years of experience in the real estate and business environments and applying it to how I've seen things like this happen. We've never had a virus like this in my lifetime, and I'm 51. But we've had other, you know, smaller viruses. And how do they impact things? You know, that's what I'm kind of dealing with. I am thinking that our stock market will come back with a, a massive roar. You're going to see some consecutive days of gains that are going to be incredible. You're going to see the country go back to work like the, nobody's going to be that excited to go back to work ever in our history because it's like, ah, this, this thing has been lifted. You're going to see that and then you're going to see an economic turnaround. We still might hit a recession because the numbers from what's happening right now will impact us for at least a couple of quarters. I don't think there's any way to avoid that. But what's going to be focused on is the economic turnaround, how America is resilient, 
how we're pointing to all these numbers. Small business is going to help things. We're all going to band together. It's going to be that kind of a narrative because that's what we need after a worldwide crisis like that. And if I'm wrong, hey, you can let me know. Love to hear your thoughts in the comments. So that is it for me for right now. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and your host for this day's daily podcast on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. We will catch you next week. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 